Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Well, good morning, Central Indiana. How are you? Welcome to the WIBC First Day Magazine Show. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. They're real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty. CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com or also HoosierHomeValues2023.com. Another great place to start. We'll talk to him, uh, to Greg and Lisa, I do believe. Is that right, Danny? Is Lisa? Lisa will join us, too. Uh-huh, about 1130. About 1130 today. We'll talk to them for a couple minutes, find out what the uh, the market news is for the week. And I think we're going to talk about um, it, home inspections. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about home inspections. Exciting. I know. It is exciting, Kylan. Uh, listen, hey, guys, I before we really get started, we do have some good news for you, and we're going to focus on that. But what is happening in our city is... It's it's just ridiculous when we talk about it was another violent night across the city and another six. I keep getting different numbers. Six people injured in separate shootings early this morning, bringing the total to, again, another number that I see different. Fifteen people shot since 2 p.m. Friday. Oh my gosh. I know it, Denny. So what's the good news here? And I understand four juveniles were shot. Um, we've got a 12 year old. They're curious about that age, but IMPD, I don't think, has confirmed that age yet. 12 years old, uh, again, at a party. This is just insanity is what is happening, and I don't know how you fix this. I don't know how you fix this because there are communities and organizations and nonprofits and everybody doing their best to do what they can do, and nothing is changing. It's, I think one of the police officers says, you know what, it's not even, it's not even hot yet. <laughs> Wow. And that's going to make a difference. We used to say it was parents and grandparents. It, and Denny, family, I'm with you. But I'm that, with you. But somebody's abdicating an awful lot. I, of you're absolutely right. But if you've got a 12 year old out somewhere, and I just do you know where your kids are? Do you know what your kids are doing? Do you know? Um, you're talking to a guy that got spanked up and down the street by the neighbors. I, well, I mean, right, we, Denny, there was it's a different some, time. It's a different it's time. A different time. But you yeah. do, you know, you 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 are. I am that guy too that always is saying, you know, well, in my, in my day, you know, Kylan and I were talking about it. If you're 12 years old, you're you're certainly not out in past. If you're 12 years old, mine, you're what a sixth not. or a seventh grader? Is that about yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know, but you know, you're certainly not out past nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. I, I wasn't, but. It's just a different time, and I know parents are in different situations, and I, I don't know. I don't know what we do at this point, but the frustration is so real among everybody, and you just, you're watching each other, even in traffic, and, uh, you know, who's going to shoot who? I was in lodged in the middle of two, a car in the front and a car in the back of me at a stoplight, and this was on, this was yesterday, middle of the day. And these two were fighting. Yelling at each other. Doesn't that make you nervous? and yelling. And I'm at this light and I'm locked in. You're in between them? In between them. Oh, and they're no. yelling. One of the guys ahead of me had a bullet hole in his windshield. Terry, that's what we call a turd sandwich in plumbing. Oh, my gosh. Okay? I mean, my I'm heart sorry. Really you got to get fast. out of there. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, it's just, I don't know. 
I don't know, but I, I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore because what about what are we going to do? I don't know. I want but, good news right now, and that's we got what this rain, show is about. Girlfriend, I know, but here's we got the good rain. News. Isn't that good news? Uh, by the way, I'm Terry Stacy. It's June 11th. I'm Terry Stacy. Kylan Talley is here. Yes, good morning. And hey, birthday boy Woo! Denny Smith is here. Denny raising his hand. Already heard from Andy. This don't listen. Happy birthday. Hal Fryer. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all. Oh, here comes the pie. Here comes the pie. That was the voice of Curly Myers throwing the pie. You happy birthday to for those of you who do not know that voice, that was Hal Fryer, known Harlow as Hickenlooper. Harlow Hickenlooper, Channel 6, forever, and Curly Myers was the one that always plastered him with a pie. Yeah. Thank oh, you, Carrie Lynn. Kyle Lynn, thank you. We've got uh, breakfast burritos and lemon pound cake. Uh, we'll from be eating Terry, this morning. yours truly. Well, you know, it's just my She's way of saying... She's been apologizing for that cake since she brought it in. It's probably really, really good. Cats were fighting outside. I had to go see what happened when the cake was in the oven. And I ended up spending 10 minutes outside, which was 10 minutes too long. <laughs> it looks a little Cake's brown. It's a little brown. It's all right. But it's pound cake, and it should have a crunch. I already heard from my first grade <laughs> teacher. Judy Allen called me. Isn't that first awesome? thing that It is. Where's my phone? Because Andy sent me a note. Andy, your son, yeah. sent me a note, and it was... Um, let me see what it is. He said that he sent this to you this morning. Again, Denny born in 1952. It has nothing to do with it, but he's 71 years young today. Here's the card they sent to you this morning. May you get as much praise and attention on your birthday as an average millennial feels entitled to every day. <laughs> here's, okay. the one, here's the one he sent me, Terry. He says, may you grow so old that you unintentionally frighten small children. <laughs> oh, no. Good Lord. <laughs> Oh, Andy Paul, oh, thanks for remembering. Birthday. Happy birthday, Denny, Denny, Denny. Uh, you going to celebrate a little bit today? I got my birthday present. I wanted it to rain. I um, knew it. How about that? And we've got a new canine group. The uh, Hendricks County canine officers are coming over to the farm to train today, or at least look it over. That's cool. And we've, gosh, we've had hundreds and hundreds of dogs train there, and then they're coming over. So... And then we're going out to eat tonight with the family, so there you go. So that's a birthday. That's a birthday. That is for sure. In the books by by 6 o'clock. Um, happy birthday, Denny. Thanks, sweetie. You are loved by so <laughs> many. Uh, we're grateful. And if you're looking for something to do today, I just want to mention Das Garden Grill Fest at the Indianapolis Anthenaeum is today between 4 and 9. That's a really fun event. It's family-friendly, backyard barbecue. Um, watch the weather. They'll, they'll figure out what to do if, if it should have a storm or two, but uh, that is still planned to go on. And and uh, we've got a 6.30 show tonight of the Broadway tour of Ain't Too Proud. This is the last day for the life and times of the Temptations at Clues. It is an awesome show. Go to indianapolis.broadway.com to check out uh, ticket information that they have. And I want to say also this, because I am such a huge fan of Wheatley's Fish Fry and Wanamaker. And in April, the owner there said they were trying to sell the place and it, they weren't having much luck. So it was sure to close. But it continues on because Kevin Stone bought it and they are open again for business. Not open again. I don't think they ever did shut their doors. Kevin took it right over. It, normal business hours. They've got the best fish dinner and uh, fantastic. And also today, it's the best fried chicken dinner you'll ever have. That goes until two o'clock. All right. Prior owners were fantastic, but Kevin's going to continue with great service. Fantastic food and fair prices. 
Should I tell you what's coming up? Oh, it's 11.13. I need to take a break. Oh, let's do it. Wait I'm excited. Let me see what's coming up. Is it well, Sherry? Can, yeah, we're having Sherry join us. Sherry Lowe talking about summer jobs for young people. We'll do that after we return to the first day on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We need to have you doing some freestyle. Hey, what you guys do? Welcome back to the first day. Uh, what you, first summer jobs? We're going to talk about first summer jobs. Uh, Denny, I always had a paper route, but my first really fun summer job was working at Camp Belzer as a <gasps> as a as a counselor. That's and I loved it. I was 13 years old, and they made me a provisional scoutmaster of an inner city troop. I'm I'm like a, a you know seventh or eighth grader, and I got all these kids I'm responsible for from the inner city. But that was my first job. That's a great summer job. Ask me how I much I got. Ask me how much I how got much paid. How much did you get paid? Four dollars and ninety-five cents a week. I understand that. A week. A week. A week. That was my first job, and I loved Daddy, it. Daddy, can you come work for me? I don't know. If I had eight weeks of heaven. I was oh away gosh. from home. You know, it was wonderful. That's $4.95 a week. A week. Yeah, Central Kyle. Indiana Council of Boy Scouts of America, <laughs> child labor law. Oh, my gosh. If Denny was your camp counselor back then, I want to hear from you. Oh, man. 239 Kylan, what did you do? You know, I Your was first a job. diver and a swimmer growing up, so I always wanted to be a lifeguard and like standing up there. They always look so cool, right. but no, Swinging I them. my first summer job was bailing hay. I from know Southern it. Indiana. They yep. always yep. put the pretty girl driving the hay wagon. Were you driving the hay okay, wagon? Okay. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> and then moving the hay work. bales into the barn up yeah. on the second level. Oh, that was always really fun. Did you take a tennis racket with you? Because whenever we tennis would, racket. yeah, when we would bale hay, by the time we got the hay back to the to the barn. The bumblebees had started to come out, so we'd turn on a bright light and start whacking them with our Is that right. how you take care of them? That's how you take care of Didn't bumblebees. That. That's I sure. don't see we learned don't something. Don't tell the beekeepers that. No, don't. Please don't. <laughs> Those are uh, bumblebees. Terry, what about Those you? Hard work. Same thing. Uh, first, first was detasseling corn for oh. didn't last long, oh, and then second was uh, working at the local ice cream shop in Knightstown where I grew up, oh. and uh, working at the Frosty Boy. I'm so, jealous. and I loved that. I absolutely loved that job, and uh, I, I didn't care if they paid me or not because I just loved being there. It was a cool place. Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, I spoke to Sherry Lowe. She's known as the queen of free around here, queenoffree.net, about the best jobs for teens and tweens. And we start off with babysitting. I think this is a good thing, especially even if you're a tween or your teen's not quite ready to babysit independently, you definitely need to look into some programs. I know that St. Francis has offered these in the past. Um, what's called super sitter. Both of my girls did the training where your kids can go and learn about being a babysitter, which I think is a fantastic value for them just to be, you know, learn some CPR and some uh, healthy methods of caring for children. And it's also a great resume booster if they choose to babysit someday. So, uh, that will set them apart, but I think that's great. Families, I just had somebody reach out this week saying, do you know somebody who could help um, with a, a baby in the home while dad is actually at home and working from home? So there's, 
you know, lots and lots of opportunities out there for babysitting. I like the tip about Franciscan's super center classes that they have. Okay, what else do you like for young people this summer? I think the summer and all year long that tutoring is always a great option, especially if you have a child that excels in a particular area of academic pursuit. And you can reach out to the former teachers that they had and say, you know, is there a family that might benefit um, from our tutoring opportunity from a student that's just a little bit older than them? We've actually had a, a friend of the family who has tutored for um, math for the last several years. She's just two years ahead. So she just, you know, is fresh in the content, able to help out. And that's something you can actually do through Zoom or FaceTime as well. So, you, you know, if you have a student that does not drive yet, yeah. it's possible that they might be able to tutor and help a student get prepared for the next academic year this summer. What else? So let's talk about pet sitting or dog walking. I think this is another great, easy kind of job that you can fit in on a flexible schedule, especially if you have a kiddo that is practice, so maybe they can't work at a fast food place or they can't you know, hold down a retail job right now. This is an excellent one. And um, whether, you know, they are kind of just taking the dog for a stroll or other families are going on vacation like crazy right now. Both of my girls have done this over the years when they have, uh, we've had family friends travel and their pets need taken care of at home. They choose not to board. So either they stay with them full time overnight or they just come over during the day and feed depending on, you know, what's needed for the particular pet, uh, especially cats are a little bit more low maintenance than dogs are. But um, I think it's also a good idea to look at a service like Rover, um, which if your child is over 18, they might be able to hold down a job through Rover, which is basically Airbnb, but for dog sitting. Wow. I think it's fascinating. So it's a good opportunity there. Such a good idea. Then we move on to actually becoming an, a, a young entrepreneur because you say start an Etsy store. Yeah, Etsy is a great place where, you know, young adults who have artistic gifts in particular might be able to develop and grow and start their own business or even Redbubble or Society6 or other options too. So whether they're good at graphic design or actually making things and then selling them, obviously you're going to need to be a support system for them and that you may be running them back and forth to the post office or um, helping them set up some of the financials online. But I think this is a good thing too that they can do throughout the year and kind of on their own time. This is Sherry Lowe. She is known as the Queen of Free. She's also an author, by the way. Check her out at queenoffree.net. We're talking about great ideas for jobs for young people this summer. And we move on to actually house cleaning. I think this is a great thing. Most teens and tweens are very capable. They may leave a whole lot of, you know, cups and dirty laundry in their room, but they're definitely capable of cleaning houses and cleaning um, spaces, whether that's within your own space or that's, you know, friends and family or farther beyond. Um, and think about things that no one wants to do and advertise those. So maybe that's like cleaning the windows or reorganizing cabinets. Be sure that you have rates established and use your social media channels and just say, hey, my kid is looking for some extra work this summer. They're really good 
at organizing or cleaning, would you be interested in hiring them? And I think you'll be surprised at the response you get. Yeah. Referees and umpires, which I know there is a desperate need for both. Unfortunately, I think in some ways, because I think they've been mistreated quite a bit lately with uh, parents that don't know boundaries. But (laughs) if your cat has thick skin, especially um, in Indiana, kids as young as 12 year old can become certified officials for sporting events. And they don't even need a work permit necessarily. So if your team loves sports, um, this could be a really, really good fit. Uh, During the summer season, we know that kids are playing, they're at the ball diamond all day long, right? So there are lots and lots of opportunities out there. And I think I'd reach out to your, you know, local organizations and just ask them, hey, you know, what's the process for becoming a referee or an umpire and um, help them kind of get started there. And obviously, if you, you're seen as a non-driver, then you're still going to need to help with transportation and managing that schedule piece. But I think it's a great opportunity to get some exercise and make some money, too. And kids as young as 12 are able to do just that, yeah. to have that job. That is excellent. Sherry Lowe, the Queen of Free. One, if you missed anything, check her out at queenoffree.net. Also, make sure to check her out on WTHR Channel 13 so you can see her pretty face. Hey, Sherry, thank you so much. We appreciate you and look forward to our next conversation. Sounds good. 1127, you're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. We've got some trending stories, Kylan. Oh my gosh, this one. A, a job that I've always wanted to be is a mascot. I think it's so cool. They run around <laughs> doing their little mascot stuff. But this story that's trending right now, Connor McGregor, he was at a Miami Heat game. Fighter. They, He's a fighter. Yes, yeah. He's oh, a MMA, oh MMA guy. F, I don't, oh, no. anyway, one of those fighter. acronyms. Yeah. He's an Irish MMA guy. Okay. Yep, MMA. He's a badass for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, UFC, MMA. Yeah. And so Conor McGregor was watching the game and they're like, okay, yeah, let's bring him on for a little skit with the mascot. Well, it, they were in on it, right? The mascot had his punch and gloves on and his robe and was Always ready to go up with him. Oh, yeah. Here's what happened. Punches him in the face. Connor McGregor. And then he, the mascot falls down, and Connor jumps up and punches him again. In the head? Yes, twice. And I know it was part of the skit, but there was a lot more pack a punch to that than I think they were ready for. Yeah. I, yeah, never, never again. Well, the mascot went to the hospital. Are you kidding? Yeah, he went and got some medical treatment. He really hurt. He really was hurt. He was, uh, he was hurt. And it was just two punches, but they were pretty, one was, they were to the head. Blow to the head. Yeah. And even the big, the big head. And I can't remember what the mascot is. Do you remember what it is? Is it a. It's the Miami Heat one. It's. Whatever that is. Yeah. I don't know what kind of mascot he is. But yeah, right to the head, fell to the ground. They yeah, drug him Bernie. off by his feet. <laughs> and you still think this is going on. You know, you still think, oh, that's a funny thing. And then you realize the guys, the guy inside actually had to go to the hospital. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Yeah, the man behind the Bernie costume, the Bernie the mascot. Bernie. Yeah, so he was sent home. He got pain medicine, but he is reportedly doing well. So hopefully no Good. concussions or anything. And but, for the rest oh, of his life, he can so say, I got knocked out by Conor yeah. McCray. Oh, that's yeah. a fair point, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, another trending story. Thousands could be losing some Medicaid coverage as COVID-19 emergency funding is ending. So keep an eye out on that. And then I also just saw a study that came out that it's now cheaper to buy than rent in only four major U.S. cities, while others may be on the rise. And this is always a topic of discussion. 
cheaper wow. to buy than rent. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're, you just said? Yep. Well, I think our friends have told us that over the last couple Greg of weeks. Greg Cooper and Lisa yeah. Phillips are real estate consultants from Crossroads Collective and Compass Real Estate. You can find them at crossroadscollectivehomes.com. I think they're joining us right now. Hi, guys. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Greg, I hear so many stories about home inspections. In this bidding war, I heard that somebody outbid the list price by 25000 and said no inspection. Now, aren't home inspections just always a part of any home sale? Well, they were in the good old days, Jenny. By good old days, I mean two years ago. Um, but today, it's a whole other animal. And really, it comes down to every individual home has its own rough criteria for how the inspection process is going to play out. In other words, no, it's not the same. And you need to have a really good understanding of what the home is in its marketplace, how badly you want the home, what the seller's expectations are. There's a whole new set of criteria for how a home inspection takes place today versus a few years ago. And then, Lisa, how are things, so how are things different now for home buyers in a potential home sale? So if you're a home buyer in this market, you need to know what you're going up against for any house. So, for example, if a home comes on the market and you are visiting it and there's 15 people in there with you and you know it's going to be multiple offers and you really need to figure out what you want to address in an inspection, which is probably not a lot. It's probably going to be just a general, like, either you're going to cap them out or you're going to make it, it's only going to be like, you're only going to have something to do with health and safety. Now, for example, if you are looking at a home that's maybe been on the market 25, 30 days, you are back into what a traditional home inspection is, which is fully, you have a full home inspection. Golly, this sounds, uh, you know, Greg, how is it different for home sellers now? I mean, this sort of sounds like the gym uh, exam that old doc uh, uh, Hannah in Speedway, we'd hop on one foot, he'd check our heart and said, you're off and going. But how is it different for home sellers now if we don't get a home inspection? Well, home sellers think it's great when buyers don't ask for inspection. It's not great because this could come back to haunt you three, six, nine months, a year down the road. Home sellers should give buyers every opportunity to have the home inspected. Home sellers, this doesn't mean you're obligated to do things. It means you've given the buyer a chance to do diligence and your likelihood of getting sued in five months because they're going to say you knew about some defect that nobody knew was there is very minimal because they've been able to examine the home. It is not good for anyone when a home inspection does not take place. I that I did not know about. I, I thought you had to have a home inspection and that you once that if it didn't happen it was on you the buyer if something i didn't know you could come back on to so you're the pleading seller. ignorance and you're going to go and sue them anyway right. terry is what it is let me ask you Lisa. certain homes do certain homes i guess require the inspection process to be approached in a different way then and in fact i'm wondering about if you have outside outside structures outside maybe you've got a pool does the home inspector also do outside well some of the i would say specialty things like a pool will require more of a pool company inspecting it rather than your normal inspector. Okay. Um, Sewer lines, again, you know, some home inspection companies do or not do. But I think as a seller, you're really looking at what your off when your offer comes in, it's going to look at some financing types. So for example, VA and FHA require some different things that might not be of a conventional financing. Greg, uh, let's say that Terry and I oh, were a happily married Here couple, we and we put, we, out, we put down $5,000, we find the house of our dreams, we put down the earnest money, but what happens if a home sale under, under contract like that falls apart, that there's a skunk in the woodpile here, and something's wrong with the inspection? What happens then? Do I get my money back? 
Or, I mean, yeah, our money back? <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it depends how the contract was written relative to inspections, obviously, Danny. And it, it depends what the item is, what the, the, the pre-agreement is. Uh, home sellers, please remember, if there is a home inspection on your property and things are discovered that are at fault or, or uh, defective, you are now by law, and it is now on the record because there's been a home inspection, you are by law required to disclose those in the future. So even if you think you have all wow. the leverage home sellers and somebody comes back and says, hey, we've got a little mold in the attic, rather than thumbing your nose at it and going on down the road to the next buyer, you're likely going to need to fix it because somewhere uh, it's going to come up again to haunt you. Because you got to tell them at that point. Yeah, and who if there's, even if it's a small thing, the minute defects start coming out, buyers get more nervous. Hmm. Wow. Uh, real quick, before we have to let you go, Lisa, with all of this going on, I can only relate it to cars because I've not bought or sold definitely a house. But for cars, we are always negotiating. Like, oh, there's this dent on the bumper. There's this on the wheel bill. Are as-is sales? As-is, right? As-is sales. Yeah. Would they be a good idea for buyers or sellers? Well, as-is can mean a couple different things. That doesn't mean you can't have an inspection. That just means that the seller's up front saying, hey, we're not going to do anything. And that, again, can somewhat be negotiated, but our contract somewhat has changed that if you do agree to an as-is, you first off, you can have an inspection and, and get out. You can be done with the house. And then also as an as-is, if you start negotiating, the seller can be done. He said, hey, you kind of knew this up front. But usually I would say the whole marketplace looks as as-is coming up front if you're advertising that, that you – expect to get some sort of price reduction you're not paying full market price it's kind of that i mean that is the general population of what everyone thinks so as is you kind of think you're going to get a deal and you might that's lisa phillips and she's with greg cooper real estate consultants at crossroads collective at compass realty call them ask them questions they're happy to help you out in whatever whatever kind of question you may have when it comes to the real estate market you'll find them at crossroadscollectivehomes.com also hoosier home values 2023.com and just to wrap things up greg how can they find you elsewhere well, they can just find us at 317-441-7166 or greg.cooper.realtor on social media. And Lisa, for you? 317-219-9277 or at Lisa Fuller Phillips on social. You Always. guys are the best. They really are. They're just the best. And uh, get in contact with them if you need them. I know you might. Three, it is hey, a guys. Hey, yeah. Guys, since you're now happily married, just enjoy the honeymoon, okay? <laughs> Oh, Lord. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. We'll talk to you all next week. You're listening Have to the... Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. You too. 1136-93-WIBC. Welcome back to the first day on 93WIBC. I'm Kylan Talley. Of course, we've got Terry and Denny in the room the rain has been so peaceful, and we've needed it. There's been such Amen. a drought. Oh, my gosh. And especially with the Canadian wildfires and all the smoke that's come through. Yeah. I think I just saw it. I don't know if this is an updated number, but the amount of acreage that's been taken out. Have you seen that? No. They call it hectares, and I have to always convert it to acres, but it's got to be a huge number. Oh, my gosh. It's Is that right? 9,142,899. There's 640 acres in a square mile. So oh think how many goodness. square miles that is. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. Crazy to think about. And obviously the smoke has affected even us. Right. But New York, seeing the skyline and how 
truly apocalyptic. It, it was orange. Yeah. It I was. mean, it was really oh, weird. It really was. Like, I'm see, happy the rain's going to be me clearing Me too, because Kylie, you were talking about that, about uh, it washing the, the air and uh, this rain that we've got, and, and it's uh, moving the smoke out a little bit. But we did have those air quality action days. It mm-hmm. led to a conversation off air about campfires. And you know that we sit around campfires and pit, and I thought if it's as dangerous, because in some instances we were seeing studies that showed breathing the air from these wildfires was like smoking three to 14 cigarettes a day. And it wow. led to this conversation about campfires. We sure sit around fire pits all summer long. And anyway, I, I talked with Dr. Fassel Khan. He's a pulmonologist with Franciscan Health. And I asked him if sitting around the campfire pit as we do, is it equally as damaging to our lungs as smoke from wildfires? It can if you are too close to it, but the thing is when you're doing campfire, uh, there is uh, a gradient, see? So you have the fire where it's more concentrated, but then it drifts away into relatively less polluted air and it just the airflow is better. When you have uh, a more massive suspension of particles like, uh, like in case of wildfire, it's so much that unless you have strong winds coming and blowing it away, it just suspends, like you mentioned, and it just hangs in there. And uh, because, uh, and it becomes sort of like a heat reservoir too, uh, because when you have more thick uh, polluted air, uh, you have the temperature can go up, and that heat in itself can be an irritant for breathing as well. Uh, some people get more uh, short of breath with hot, humid weather. So your green, uh, the greenhouse gas effect gets worse when you have more polluted air. So, so that's the issue with this, that you have a massive pollution of air and the whole blanket just encasing the area. So there's no fresh air around us in the immediate vicinity. You see, I, I'm curious about it because I like that smell. You know what? When we were kids, we were told that the Swedish and the Norwegians and the Finns always had fewer colds because they burned with wood. And so the thought was, you know, because this is Boy Scouts. I mean, you're 11, 12 Very years old. Very interesting, though, Denny. But I think it's baloney. Based on all these studies that I'm reading now, i got to go back and research that. We Do. ought to try to find out more about well, that. Well, I'm just curious about it myself. See see if that's true. Uh, all right. It's 61 degrees now, and uh, I can't quite tell if it is. It's cloudy, and, uh, and it smells different outside <laughs> with the rain on the on this, the uh, tar. It smells different. 1143, you're listening to The First Aid. Denny Smith will have Investing Sense coming up next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sixty-two degrees, cloudy skies, with rain in them. Uh, I think the rain has stopped for a minute. Not bad. But it'll continue it through the continue. whole afternoon. You betcha. Just enjoy the day. Relax a little bit. Everybody take a breath. Uh, Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley, Investing Sense with Denny Smith. You know, this week I got a, an email from a listener, and it says, Denny, if we're indeed going into a bad recession, are we going to see a lot of inflation, and what's the best thing for me to do as an investor? Beautiful. Now, I am a certified financial planning participant. And uh, I've got the MBA and I've done all this finance. But it's a really interesting question because on one hand, we would expect that during a recession that we'd see a slowdown in spending, especially of the large ticket items. But then on the other hand, the listeners said that they expected, as do I, that we're going to see an awful lot of inflation. So what do we do as investors? 
we've got three things we've got to do first because we earn the right to be investors. First things first, if money solves a problem, you really don't have a, mon a problem. Always set aside 10%. No matter what your paycheck is, save 10%. Second thing is always build an emergency fund. If you're young, $750 should be fine. If you're a married couple like Terry and I are in our no, it's early 40s, no, we're not, we're, oh. yeah, we would want about $5,000 in an emergency fund. And the third, the thing is pay off as much debt as you can except for the house. Okay, so all those things, if you do all those things, then you've served your apprenticeship and you have a respect for money and you're ready to become an investor. Now, if you've done all those things, here's the thing. How do we invest in an environment of an inflationary recession? And that's a tough question. You got to recognize that the dollar is sort of being moved to the sidelines. There is a real effort, even in St. Petersburg, Russia today, there are 80 countries meeting to deal with the efficacy of the dollar, meaning do we still want it to be the reserve currency of the world? So if we lose that, and a lot of the countries are mad because all we do is we just print money. I mean, it's not like we have more to offer. It's not like we dig up more gold and silver and we have more wealth. We just print the money, and that's what the reserve currency can do. But it's really pissing off a lot of people. So how do you invest in that environment? In the 1970s, there gold. was a uh, part that, Terry, uh, don't, don't poo-poo that, but I that's really part don't. of it. No, in the 1970s, there was a really smart guy by the name of Harry Brown, and he ran for president as an independent, and he had what he called the permanent portfolio. 25% in stocks, 25% in bonds, 25% in cash, and 25% in hard assets. Now, hard assets can be real estate. I was going to say, what is a hard asset? Hard asset is like gold, silver, real estate, something you can hold in your hand. You, okay. you can hold a stock in your hand, but the stock is just ownership in the company. There is a fund out there you might enjoy looking at. It's called the Permanent Portfolio Fund, which follows Harry Brown's example of 25% stocks, 25% bonds, 25% cash, and 25% hard assets. It's PRPFX. I would encourage you to look at it. I'm not necessarily recommending it to you, but if you have less than $50,000 to invest, this does all the work for you. It just splits it up, and that's how you do it. But remember, we don't play with money. We can play with rattlesnakes. We can play oh. with nitroglycerin. <laughs> You can play with the neighbor's wife, but you can't play Whoa. with money because what? it's too dangerous. <laughs> well, it now, seems like all of the above would be dangerous. Yeah, that, well, you'd playing think so, with too. Snakes, but playing with your neighbor's, your neighbor's wife. Your neighbor's wife, That's all dangerous, but we don't <laughs> play Happy with all those things, but don't play with money. So the thing is, you have to respect it. Right now, we're seeing that uh, risky bonds are paying about 8, 8%. But who wants to invest in risky bonds right now? Not me. All right. Corporate bonds are paying 5%. So 3% less, but it's safer. I would invest in probably stocks that are considered value stocks instead of growth stocks. I would not be going to things that have great sales prospects and everything. No, you want to go with things that are safe. Use your head, but remember Harry Brown's uh, motto, which is 25% cash. And that means cash, cash. You just keep it in, you know, there's nothing wrong with putting it in CDs, maybe 90 to 120 to 360 day CDs. That's short-term money. That's paying more than what the long-term money is because of the credit in, or because of the interest rate inversion. I would stick with value stocks instead of the growth type stocks. In other words, I'm not a big guy to go out for Twitter and all these, you know, all these. Um, oh, I know, the, but you the know, flashy, right. flashy stuff. The, 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 you're right. No, th no, thanks. Oh, I know, I know. As but long, I am looking for that next big thing, just for a minute. See, now you're I know playing it's with dangerous. the neighbor's wife there. You know, nitroglycerin and rattlesnakes. Right. No, but could somebody Kylan's age do that and play? So she's can no. she play more? No, Kylan needs to save money, ten percent. 
She needs to build up a, an emergency fund. Then what does she need to do? What was the third thing? Pay off as much debt as possible, whether it's student loans or whatever. Except your house? Except your house. Is that what you said yeah, before? I, you know, I would be reluctant to pay off the house right now because that is such a low interest rate. For most, most people are rate bound right now. But the, the fact of the matter is stay diversified. Inflation, here's how that per, permanent portfolio of Harry Brown works. Let's say we get into inflation. The things that are going to do well in an inflationary environment would be gold and silver, your home, and stocks. Those are going to really respond well in inflation. The things that will respond well in deflation are cash and good corporate bonds. So what happens is you set up a defensive portfolio. If we're going into a recession that is going to be high inflationary, you, you've got your yin and yang all mixed up. But so what you have to do is balance it out. And by balancing out, what you do is you say, okay, I may not win 100%. In other words, the big hit that you want Kyle in to do. The next big yeah. thing, you know. I wish. Here's the rule about going all in. <laughs> if you think you're right, you never go all in. If you know you're right, in other huh. words, if you're sitting there with four aces and a king of spades, then you go all in. But it's very rare that we get that hand. That we get that hand. So yeah. be diversified. Even with that hand, I overthink it, and I would still. Me too. I'm, still I'm just not. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. I am not a risk taker. Yeah. No. So. But see, I always wanted to be a risk taker. So you would be so a I'll sitting be duck for, for oh. an annuity of some sort, where they give you <laughs> well, a guaranteed amount. And I love and they it. Say, yeah. You see, you, you're for looking me. for safety. So, I look for safety, and that works for me. Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, it, I would encourage everybody to consult a financial professional. Yeah, I me think too. That's the the smartest thing to do even though birthday boy denny smith is incredibly intelligent <laughs> and this is what he does this is his business we don't uh, want to get in any kind of trouble do you know by what the number you, you know what the very best you. investment you can do is invest in um, yourself that's oh, really? it Kai. start your own yeah, business that's so smart, there is Kylan. if you look at self-made people people who have, have started their business on a shoestring and they have built their business that is the single greatest investment but it's also the single greatest risk because after you get to a certain point 95% of your personal wealth is wrapped up in your business, and the hardest thing to do is to sell your own business. Yeah. And, uh, but that, that, and Kylan, you're right. Invest in yourself. Those, if, if I had a young person right now, I'd say go into the trades, figure on going. In fact, the guy that cuts my grass, good old Josh. Yeah. He's, he's been mowing grass and he's studying to be an electrician. He wants to start his own electrical business and be an entrepreneur. You're, Kylan, you're 23 to 25 years old. It is your generation that is going to save America because you are smart you enough go. to see who's save lying America. to you. Somebody's got to do it. Oh, she can do it. She can do it. I don't know what it's going to be. We need more of that. I don't know what you're going to do here locally. I but. like that attitude. <laughs> and Terry Lynn, don't write yourself off. Uh, those of oh, us, I still have time. Some of the best okay. bus listen, some of the best businesses ever started were by courageous people who started them in their late 50s, early 60s. That's the truth. It is I the truth. I think that's what COVID taught us. Because anything, they're smart. COVID said, and they, they went out, and some of those businesses, many of those businesses that people started are, are doing just fine. Right. And yeah. it, was, it was something that almost pushed them to do it. They almost needed pushing. You know, I have two rules. The first one is you can't fix stupid. So don't do stupid. No, don't do stupid. The second one is done that. men are stupid, learn to work around it. Okay. Yeah. So Say it again, Denny. Men are stupid, learn to work around it. You can't it. fix them, apparently. Yeah, I can't fix them. That's birthday boy, Denny Smith. You're talking like a girl over there, Kylan. <laughs> we need him in this world, Denny. Oh, my. Hey, y'all, still to come next hour, what do you think about the PGA and the Live Golf Merge? A lot oh. of strong feelings among fans and players. We're going to check in with a golf instructor at Purdue, and he also has 
some information about golf as a game for networking and that everybody should know how to play. That's coming up after today's top stories. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC and WIBC.com. It's wild, easy.